I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Biz Talks. I'm Kim Singletary, Managing Editor of Biz New Orleans Magazine, and today we're talking about hiring and retention. Um, according to my guest today, who is Anna Steele, she's the operations manager with Delta Personnel. We are in the midst of a whole new landscape when it comes to the job market that's uh, greatly affecting both employers and employees. Um, so let's jump right into it. So Anna, tell me first of all, a little bit about Delta Personnel. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Delta Personnel is a locally owned and operated staffing and recruiting organization. And we've actually been serving the New Orleans community for over 50 years. Uh, we specialize in temporary tend to hire and permanent placements across many industries, um, hospitality, industrial, healthcare, healthcare and professional. Um, and we are a woman owned and minority owned company. Um, which our mission is to build communities through employment opportunities. Awesome. So what's your, what's your footprint? Uh, so we cover New Orleans metro area, mm -hmm. um, anywhere from, you know, the North Shore to uh, even Baton Rouge, actually. Okay. Um, so let's, let's talk about COVID-19 and what happened. So when all of that hit, how did that, what changes did you guys see? So internally or externally? Well, you know, probably both. Did you guys, so as a personnel company, did you have changes with your personnel? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we were, we were absolutely affected internally. Um, basically, I would say 90% of the uh, clients that we were working with shut down or at least temporarily shut down. And so one of our largest contracts um, completely shut down. And so we had a, a very long stint of working from home, but not really having a lot to really work on. <laughs> uh, and which of course affected our external employees who were working in the field because um, a lot of them also were, were laid off. Oh, wow. Okay, so 90% you, so of your your clients just kind of stopped. Um, yes. That's not really surprising. I mean, I think everybody did. They kind of, everybody had a moment. Um, right. So as the, so the switch to the people who were continuing to work, were doing it remotely. How does that work when you're, um, you're a personnel company? Well, for us, we, we, at the time were really, our, a lot of our clients were in hands-on um, right. hospitality, yeah, and industrial uh, type of roles. So um, the, it, it was exceedingly difficult for us because, you know, those things came to a screeching halt um, in which, you know, we've certainly learned from that and aren't putting our eggs all in that basket anymore. And so that's kind of why we are focused on expanding and diversifying, you know, what, what we are staffing and, and recruiting for all the way up to now executive search. So just changing the focus a bit. So were those people who are working with you, were they, 
eligible for any kind of assistance? Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they certainly could go to the unemployment um, office and, and, and get, receive those benefits, of course, if, if okay. they were eligible for that. Yeah. So then as things have started to recover, um, what, what changes have you seen? Because we're, we're, the issues that are, are happening are people are now having a hard time finding people and employing people and keeping people. And so let's, let's talk a bit about that. So how have things changed now that we're not in that first beginning time of everybody shutting down and. Yeah, absolutely. So things, things have absolutely changed. Um, we are having a lot of clients, of course, return um, to us asking for assistance with either, you know, temporary or uh, more permanent uh, placement help. And I think that everyone, you know, especially small business owners are very overwhelmed <laughs> because things are coming back, I think, more quickly than maybe they anticipated, um, which is a good thing. But also, you know, everyone knows that to operate a business, the most important thing to have are, are people. Um, and and they're, I think they're overwhelmed with the, the search process at this point. And especially if they're hiring high volume, back. That is um, something that they've probably never had to do, um, you know, hire hundreds of people back at one time. Um, so we're seeing a lot of changes um, in the way that that employers are having to, you know, make the application process easier on the applicant. Okay. Um, if, you know, if candidates are looking, you know, looking for a job is a job in and of itself. Um, so when they're you know, searching for, for the rec, right next home, I think to make it as easy um, and efficient as possible in the application process, as well as, you know, the follow-up process, that is key um, in, in, in where you start. Um, recruiting early and proactively is really important right now. Um, continuously recruiting for the future um, is something that, that you know, they, again, may have never had to do, but they kind of have to shift back into that mode and um, get creative with advertising their openings um, it, from all angles, TV, radio, print, social, um, word of mouth is huge. So referral programs, that kind of thing. Um, and, and really, if, if they're, again, if they're advertising online and they're accepting applications online, making it mobile friendly, um, hopefully they have the ability to parse the resumes out so individuals don't have to fill out every single field in an application. Um, it, it, virtual interviewing, that is a huge thing right now and wasn't before. So I now, think that, that just shifting that. Is that like, I'm sorry? Is that in all different markets? So like hospitality, is that, are they doing a lot of virtuals, a lot of Zoom interviews? I think that it, yes, in, in certainly that, they would be doing in-person interviews when it gets closer to a hiring decision. But if you're going to do multiple interviews, if you start with the Zoom, I think that that makes things you know, more efficient and more attractive for the candidates as well. Okay. So is it fair, like I know our housing market is one of those things that's drastically changed with all of this and that has become very much a seller's market. Is it in an employee market versus an employer's market right now? I think so in many ways. And, and, 
you know, I, I hesitate to say it completely because I know a lot of people who are out there who have been looking for a job for, you know, many months and they're still having trouble. So I don't want to say that it's, you know, you just walk out your door and you have, you know, right. 10 opportunities in front of you. Um, but especially in New Orleans, we have a kind of unique environment here, but I do think that yeah, I think that it's, there are a lot of opportunities for candidates, especially if they have thought about maybe switching careers, um, maybe focusing on, you know, e-commerce or some of the more um, high growth industries, healthcare, telemedicine, um, construction never stopped. So right. that's, um, those things, you know, I think are good opportunities for growth and progress for candidates at this point. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a, there are a lot of people looking <laughs> to hire. So it's just a matter of getting, you know, creative in your search and really um, just kind of seizing all opportunities that are in front of you. So is it one of those things too, where employers are being maybe a little bit more flexible than they used to be, like maybe not requiring as much experience, maybe being more willing to train in-house, like what, what kind of things are you seeing on that end? Yeah, so I think that the, the focus on attracting candidates right now is imperative, um, making adjustments in, in the way that we've operated in the past is really ne necessary, again, to attract and retain um, good, good people. Um, of course, <laughs> offering or reviewing a wage, your wage structure and offering increased wages is is. A lovely idea, but not all small businesses, especially who went the pan, you know, went through the pandemic and maybe lost a lot of their business for an entire year. That's always not feasible. Right. Um, but you can at least, you know, maybe review your benefits as well. Um, I know childcare assistance is a huge thing right now, especially until um, kids get back to school. Right. Um, there's a huge uh, increase in, in valuing. I think health insurance and mental health assistance. Okay. Um, so if that's something that is is viable, um, that I think would be a really really good move. Um, of course, flex and remote schedules, hybrid schedules are are now a thing, and I yeah. think that a lot of people pretty much expect it, um, or at least the option for um, you know the the flex the flex hours and that kind of thing. So we just have to, we have to change the way we have thought um, about work and schedules and, um, you know, offering maybe even more PTO. I've seen a company do that more recently where they added a week on the PTO and that is, um, it's, it's an insanely valuable thing for employees at this point because we, this isn't going to go away overnight and we're going to have we're going to have things come up with again childcare issues or transportation or we're all financially climbing out of a little bit of a hole i think right. um so yeah just more focus on uh, on being empathetic and flexible and creative um with your hiring and and your culture yeah so the retention aspect of that too keeping those good people i was reading that you know, a lot of people, I guess in some ways similar to like what happened with 9-11 is when something huge like this happens, a lot of people kind of step back and take stock and kind of think, okay, like, is this really what I want to be doing? Maybe I want to do yeah. something else, you know? So that retention aspect, I'm sure becomes, you know, and if it's a 
kind of more employee focused market, they might have more options, like you said, than they've had in the past. And so how do you keep those good people? Um, yeah, that's tough. And you're right. I've seen, a, um, especially in our executive search, we, we search nationally and we've seen a lot of people who are on the West Coast who, you know, are, are moving back this way to the South or, um, you know, over back to the East Coast because of the cost of living and, you know, maybe they took a financial hit over the pandemic. So thinking about those things and um, just the life changes, I do think that they reevaluate. I think we've all reevaluated where we are. And um, if, you know, going back into the office every single day uh, is something that we still want to do. And if your current employer isn't keeping up with these, these changes, then I think that that's something that, um, yeah, weighs into their decision. Uh, so I, I do think that for retention purposes, we do need to think outside of the box um, a bit and just better infrastructure and technology and prioritize health and safety. Um, all of those things are just gonna come into play with attracting new candidates and retention. When you've got the whole issue of people with that flex living, um, I know well, my father-in-law is one where he was with a tech company in, in um, Northern California and still is, but he moved to another state because he's still getting paid those right. wages, um, but now he can live somewhere much cheaper. And so you open up, um, especially if you're not requiring people to come in the office and we're talking about major, like more executive, um, higher level positions, you're also opening up the field a lot more too, right? Like you can, you're looking at more than just people who live within, you know, an hour's from your office. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And if we're not, if, if we're not going to change and adapt, I think we're going to be left even further behind. Um, so what about the unemployment um, assistance that was, we had this federal increase and now in Louisiana, we're stopping that as of, I think it's end of July, right? Yes. Yeah. So how is that going to factor? And a lot of people were talking about, well, that's, that's been the problem, you know, like you're, you're offering people more money on unemployment and so they just don't want to get a job and uh, they don't see the benefit. And so it, do you see any of that, do you think, do you think that's going to help any situation or? I mean, you know, it's a difficult situation all around. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think that I, I really, I can't speak to people staying at home because they want to stay at home and they, and they're making more on unemployment. I mean, even with the federal boost, um, it's, it's ultimately, you know, not that much right. uh, to cover a family, right. On a, on a monthly basis. But, um, I will say, you know, it, it, the, the cutoff federally was supposed to be coinciding with the time that children are going back to school. And I think, honestly, I feel like the healthcare issues, childcare issues, and just maybe the lack of knowing how to get back to work at this point, and maybe even fear and anxiety around going back into an office environment, those things I think are coming into play more than riding out unemployment benefits, um, or at least that's what I've seen. And I've had, a, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people about wanting to get back to work. It's just that those things are getting in the way still. Um, and, you know, I do think that our phone is going to start ringing a lot more <laughs> yeah. at the end of July. And, you know, certainly we're here and happy to, to help. Um, but 
I think there are more things at play here than just the unemployment benefits. Well, yeah, I mean, childcare is absolutely huge. And I, and I think that's something that we saw majorly during the pandemic was um, one of the huge issues is a lot of women leaving the workforce. Right. And um, so I'm sorry, have you guys seen that as far as your own experience? Well, I mean, in my actual own experience, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I think single parents, you know, all parents, but single parents especially have had um, a, a very difficult time trying to uh, juggle even working from home and, and also homeschooling at the same time. Um, and again, it, it's affected parents across the board. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, I think that we're, we're scheduled to have children go back to school in, in the fall, but, you know, and fingers crossed, but at the same time, like I said, we still are going to have things to deal with. There's still going to be some fallout and um, we can't count on our children being at school every single day and, and being able to be at the office every single day. I just don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon. So, yeah, so hopefully employers are going to look at it as there's still going to have to be some flexibility there in the fall. We don't know what's going to happen where, you know, if our kids, you know, if kids schools get shut down because of a case or something like that's just going right. to be part of the new. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so benefits, let's we'll, we'll bounce back to that just real quick. So anything to do with, like you said, healthcare mental health, child care, just anything helping with those main issues, which are so huge right now. Um, it, anything else on that end? Yeah, again, obviously, um, reviewing the wage structure, um, reviewing growth opportunities within your organization. Obviously, you know, if, if you're getting back to, to back to business, um, you know, hopefully it's it's going to be um, back to normal soon. But, you know, just planning for more growth and scaling and um, more training for for employees, uh, even if it's virtual training. Um, that's something that we, I think, would benefit from focusing on, um, certainly, which is, you know, thankfully come to more to light over the pandemic, um, just a greater focus on diversity and inclusion as well. Mm. That is, I think is a, it would be um, something that would be a huge benefit for all organizations. And um, as I mentioned, I think better infrastructure, better technology options so that remote work is easy and efficient. Um, and I think that, you know, switching the way that we lead uh, with transparency, um, you know, what, what did we learn over COVID? What did we work on to improve? Um, what's still missing? I think every interview that I've done internally, I've, I've been extremely transparent about what we went through in, in, during COVID and how we've you know, made adjustments and hopefully we've made progress and we've been innovative and in trying to, to make changes so that we can, we can grow. Um, I think that trusting our team members is, is insanely important right now, especially if they're not in the office every day, there's, there's less opportunity for micromanaging and no one wants to feel like their, their leader doesn't trust that they're getting their jobs done. Uh, even if they're not in front of them. Right. Um, yeah, empathy, empathy, <laughs> just, 
you know, being flexible and, and, and good problem solvers, creative problem solvers, when, you know, your team can't work that day because the school's shut down, just having empathy for that and being able to overcome that with your, with your team, um, that I think that those things are just imperative. Um, and you you talked about too how um, you do a lot of work with within the hospitality industry, and that is such a big part of our economy. Um, it what have you guys seen any kind of bounce back in that way? It's bouncing back. Yes, absolutely. I think that the 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 focus right now is on um, honestly, like janitorial staff is huge right now. Um, I don't, I don't think I need to explain that, but it's, it's, um, I think that having clean and safe environments is, um, a top priority for any hotel or event space, um, that type of thing. And so it takes a lot of people to maintain a, a clean environment and those people are essential and yeah, it's just that that's that's what we're seeing right now. And then events are coming back. So banquet servers and things like that, those people are um, being requested all the time. Have you seen from those that are able to do it, have you seen an increase in wages because of what we've seen with unemployment and, um, and just trying to get people back? I have seen an increase in wages. And, you know, we're, if we're talking about uh, hands-on hospitality rules. I've seen, I've seen increases. I haven't seen huge increases. Right. Um, and I think that, that there's still, you know, it, we, we have to give it a little bit of time for, for businesses to catch up because <laughs> as I mentioned, you know, when you, when you don't have business for a year, you, you don't necessarily have the, the, the means to do a, a huge increase at this point in time. So I think we hopefully can meet in the middle um, and then and then it's a win-win. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, this has been really, really helpful. Um, if there, is there any kind of last words of advice that you'd have to either employers or employees or both that are kind of in the middle of this whole new normal? I hate those words, but that's <laughs> it's kind of the easiest, quickest way to say it. But. Yeah, I think overall for, for employers and candidates, you know, just just getting brushed up on on technology, whether or not you're, you're learning um, a better way to work from home or you're upping your software game for your employees to work at home. I think that's key. Um, good, consistent communication between um candidates and employers all the way from the recruiting and interviewing stage through, uh, you know, when they're employees and maybe working remotely, just keeping that communication open so that people feel a sense of community, even if they're not in the office together every day. Right. And, um, you know, as a candidate, if you're struggling to figure out how to get back into the workforce, you can always, you know, try a staffing firm or recruiter. Um, employers can also hire interim workers uh, while they're searching for more full-time fits. Um, that's an option too. So that's, that's what I got right now. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. I appreciate your time. This is, I mean, something we've been reading and seeing a lot about, and I just was trying to get some kind of concrete tips, um, which you were very helpful with, of, yeah. of what we can do to help out employers and employees um, in making this transition. So I really appreciate it. So that's Delta Personnel. Do you want to you pitch any of you guys have a website? 
social. Uh, Delta. Yeah, deltapersonnel.com. And we, we, uh, we're, we're here and, and it's, um, we're looking forward to speaking with you. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. Thanks for being with me today, Anna. And let us know what else is new coming down the pike. I know um, I've got your, your boss, uh, Teresa, is going to be doing um, our guest perspective for our August issue of Biz New Orleans. So look out for that. And that's going to be more, a little bit more on this kind of stuff um, and her take on it. She's been in the industry for a lot of years. So um yeah so look for that in the august issue of biz and thanks so much anna thank you so much i appreciate it thanks thanks for listening to another episode of biz talks if you like what you hear each week don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow us on social media at biz new orleans for more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.